Hello and welcome to Metal Vice, a podcast where we talk about all things music. Well, the things we care about. Right, which is mainly metal music and live music. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, joined with your other host, Karen. Karen, what is this episode all about? Motionless and White. Right. Here in Chicago. With Knocked Loose, After the Burial, and Alpha Wolf. This is part of their the Touring the End of the World tour. I don't know if the End of the World tour was on there or just... No, I remember the End of the World tour. Oh. I don't remember the tur- touring. Touring the End of the World tour. Yeah. Mm. But anyways. Ticket prices for this were $55 with $15.75 in fees, $7.08 in tax. And I don't know, did we say this was at the Aragon Ballroom? Uh, no, I don't think we have yet. So yeah. at the Aragon Ballroom. Um, Showtime originally listed at 6.30. Was that what it was this time? I know it got changed. I think it got changed down to 6. 6, yeah. Um, So we got an email a little bit before the show that, hey, it's been updated. It's happened a few times. Like, your show's been updated to a new time, blah, blah, blah. It's happened a few times. It happens. Whatever. I get it. Good to check your email and find that stuff out. Got changed to six doors then. Probably we assumed five-ish or something like that. Yeah, usually so. an hour before. I think so. We show up probably, we were running a little late this day. We showed up probably, what, 15 minutes before? No, we got off the train 15 minutes before. Yeah. And then we walked up there, so we got there probably like 10 minutes before the show yeah. started. Line, fucking massive. All the way down and around the block. Right, right. It was... At least two blocks away. Yeah, we there's a mom and pop pizza place that we t- sometimes will stop at. Super cheap, like thirteen bucks. You get a slice of pizza and a, a well, can two of slices Coke. of pizza. Well, right. yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, two. So like super cheap, real quick pizza by the slice. Good quality too for the price, but that's where we got in the back of the line. For yeah, that. yeah. Ten minutes before the show, this is like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, well. My whole thing, like, I understand that there may still be a line 10 minutes before the show, but my whole thing is the entire time we walked up to the line, it was not moving. Yeah, or very slowly. Yeah, so it's, we were questioning if they actually opened doors at 5 or 5.30 or what was going on. Yeah, so I don't know. This is so, this is one of the reasons the Aragon was always my, one of my least favorite venues is the getting in process and getting out process Yeah, where, especially during the winter and colder months in Chicago, which is like eight months of the year, (laughs) you coat check your shit, right? And that's downstairs. So that just becomes a giant bottleneck of people trying to leave. Yeah, because it's a very skinny stairs, right? Where it's like you have to go down and up in the same stairwell. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's a pain in the ass to get out of and it was a pain in the ass to get in. But the last handful of shows we've seen yeah. have been great getting I've, in and leaving. I've never had an issue. You had went like twice before I had even went to Aragon yeah. and had issues. But I had never experienced an issue of getting in or anything. It was always like if there was a line, it was very small. It moved quickly. There was no issues. But this line was fucking massive. And it was kind of pissing me off in, in all honesty that it was so long. Um I know the people in front of us even turned around and talked to us for a little bit. They're like, what time does the concert start? And I'm we're like, we're pretty sure six. And they seem to be under the impression that doors were at six. Yeah. Because that's what the ticket said. And they're like, well, why would you put the showtime on the ticket, not the doors? Which it's really confusing. Sometimes like almost every time the, the time on the ticket is the showtime, not the door time. 
um, I've found at least. I don't know. I don't look at the tickets. So oh. <laughs> I can't really tell you. But. Uh, so I was pretty sure it was going to be six. We get closer to the venue. It's now a little after six, six oh five or something, six ten maybe. I can't remember exactly what time. But the like a window was open or a door was open and you could hear the music coming out. It's like, fuck, they've already started, which was very disappointing. And then we get through to security and they were aggressively checking fucking bags yes, and shit. I've never seen that at you've seen it at yes. Aragon before where like they would throw away chapstick and throw away shit that's in people's bags and stuff or in their pockets and stuff. Right. I have never, ever, ever seen that. So I don't understand what the difference between certain shows are. Yeah, I don't get that either. Why some shows are like, like the previous few times we've been there, it's been not lax, but not nearly as aggressive. No, yeah. Um, this time when you were coming up, they had staff out there saying no outside food or liquids. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. No vape pens. And no chains or spikes. spikes. <laughs> yeah, no chains or spikes. And like, which I think about all the time. There's so many times where people wear like the the cuffs. Yeah, with the, or the spikes on their belts or something. It's like that's where I don't understand the rules. Like, what makes this concert so different compared to right any other concert we've been to? Right, exactly. I I kind of understand the chains and spikes, but like, because people always have like the chained wallets and whatnot. But. Then why isn't that a rule at every single concert? Right, exactly. At, at the same venue. venue. Yep. It changes so time to time. That's the really, really... Not that we weren't impacted by any of this except for the slow moving line. Yes. But it's like if you go and you have a chain on your wallet or you wear the cuffs or anything. I mean, anything. Like if you have spiked earrings, I don't know if they, those would be considered a yeah, spike or whatever. Know, yeah. But like if you go, say, last Thursday... And then you come to this concert this weekend, and it right is a different exactly rule. Different rules. I don't know. For different I just shows. don't understand it. Um, I did see a few people when they were going through like their purses and bags with vape pens, being like, "You can either take this to your car, or throw it away." Yeah. Well, who? I mean, I guess people probably do drive, but it's like yeah. But I mean, again, like why this show and not other yeah, shows? Are you yeah, heavily enforcing it. that? Um. At the time, I saw like an EDM show there, and they were throwing away chapstick. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And the only thing I can think of is like maybe people are putting drugs in there or something. And vape pens—you don't want people bringing in weed, I guess. But at the same time, like, why the fuck? I I think it's more of like, in my my interpretation of it or my thought of what they're doing is, we don't want you bringing in anything that you could be consuming that would then take away from our bar sales. Possibly. We'd rather you buy beer than get stoned. And, you know, if you're going to get buzzed somehow, spend it on our overpriced shit beer. Possibly. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, any case, the getting, like, the entry process for this one particular show was kind of a pain in the ass. It was, and yeah. a little frustrating. Yeah. And I don't think they just opened the doors at 6 because the time we got in, it yeah, was packed. Yeah, it was packed already. And even yeah. when we got up to the ballroom, it was fucking packed. Yeah. So clearly there were people. Yeah, it was just a slow process. The other thing I can think of is you mentioned seeing a ad for like a fast lane ticket. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a, um, I think I was just looking at the ticket on, um, well, okay, so let me rewind a little bit. So I had a notification on my phone from Live Nation saying that we could upgrade our ticket. And we've always talked about doing the balcony because we've, yep. we've never done it just to ha 
experience it. We probably wouldn't stay up there, but we would purchase the ticket. So I was trying to look through the app on how to do that, but I don't think you can do it from the app. I think you have to do it there. Because when you do go in like at this particular show, they did have a booth yeah. that was like upgrade yeah. the VIP or yeah. some shit. So we ended up skipping that because I kind of changed my mind. I'm like, I don't want to spend the money just to walk up there, walk around, and then walk back down. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, um, in there, I saw that they had a fast lane ticket. And I was like, why? <laughs> What's the point? Like, there's never a line. It's super quick to get in. I don't, I would never spend money. And then I was like, okay, like, did they change their process? And now they're trying to get people to buy these tickets? I don't know. So, yeah, after you said that, that was sort of my thought as well of maybe this is all sort of by design. Change the time 30 minutes prior from 6.30 to 6. Uh, create confusion. Maybe a lot of people did show up right at that time thinking they had half an hour to get in. Yeah which then overloaded your getting like your entry process. That could be what happened because there were a lot of people walking up at that time. Yeah, there were. And like the people in front of us, they were a little confused on what time the show started. Right. So you create confusion then you make this massive line that you have to stand through. And then you, you as a patron would be like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to spend 30 bucks because I don't want to wait in this line next time. Yeah. So like maybe it is a marketing thing by live nation to say, Create confusion to upsells by, I could see them trying to do that. Honestly. I could, I could see it too. I mean, it's like anything that you pay to skip the line or whatever. It, sometimes it's beneficial, sometimes it's not. But I don't know. I've never, I've, I've never seen that. But I'm not saying that they don't have it. I just happened to see it this one time. Yeah, and we got an email also that said we're expecting a packed house, so show up early. And we did show up late. Like yes, yeah, we yeah. We're dragging our feet that day. Yeah. We showed up late. Didn't expect it to be this much of a pain in the ass to get in. It should not have been unless, of course, everybody showed up at that time, um, which is possible. I just, I don't think that's, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It sucked this time going in. It reminded me of my old uh, hatred for Aragon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we get in. We missed the first few songs of Alpha Wolf, the first opener, unfortunately. But we came in and saw some of their set. So why don't you lead us off with what we had for our set list? Sure. So they started with Rotten Pieces, Acid Romance, Sub-Zero, Bleed for You, 60 Centimeter of Steel, Creep, Bring Back the Noise. Then they ended with Akudama. I think that's how you say that. Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I don't that's know. probably what it is. <laughs> yeah. I probably mispronounce a lot of song <laughs> names. <laughs> In terms of when we showed up, I honestly don't know. It was I either Sub-Zero or Bleed for You. Yeah, yeah. I would agree there. Well, because we showed up and then we both had to use the restroom and then we went upstairs. Yep, yep. So, yeah. So, I mean, not horrible. We missed two to three songs. So, yeah. I mean, not ideal by any means, but still. And as we said, it was a packed house already. Like, people were there and fucking having fun, bouncing around, moshing. Yeah. It was a good vibe all around from, like, a crowd perspective, for yeah. sure. I figured this, show, this entire set list and... Or, not set list, but this entire bill and show would be a good crowd and a good time. Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly don't know any of the bands outside of, I guess <laughs> I know half the bands, After the Barrel and Knocked Loose, we've seen before. Um, so I, I don't know. The other two, I know there's a lot of people who love Motionless and White, and I really yeah. don't know their stuff. So Yeah, their crowd or their fan base is like a special fan base. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I have a 
I don't follow any of them, but they come up as sponsored things on Facebook for like, oh, really? oh to be in this motionless and white fan group or whatever. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. And like they'll show like a post or something from it just to like advertise it, I guess. And I'm just like, I, I don't think I have a band where I'm that dedicated to. Not even Disturbed. But I am in a Disturbed fam group. You are, yeah, so, yeah. But it's not like that. <laughs> Interesting. All right. I did Anyways. not know that. Yeah. Anyways, we're talking about Alpha Wolf. Not yeah. <laughs> Before we get, we'll get yeah. into uh, Motionless and White. But yeah, Alpha Wolf. Um, Their set was awesome. I loved them. They were, they, their sound was awesome. Like I said, the crowd vibe was awesome, which really helps. Uh, I was a little still irked about the entry process and being. Oh, really? Like that kind of pissed me off a little bit. But otherwise, like the music was great. They turned me around. They made my mood a little better for sure. And yeah, I can't remember a whole lot about their set other than it was a lot of fun. Yeah, fun. I was even trying to think of like the setup or anything. I remember I knew it was going to be like a, uh, four band night or whatever, but like they didn't have much room if I remember right on the stage because like everything all, all the was, other stuff was there. Yeah. yeah, but what I remember, which <laughs> this is so crazy because this is only two days ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but w- we saw another concert in between, and it's hard to remember seven bands ago <laughs> what <laughs> happened. But no, I really liked it, and um, even the people who are in line in front of us were like, oh, I want to see all four bands. Like I had heard of Alpha Wolf. I didn't know of any of their songs. I've just heard the name, but I was excited to see every, I mean, see them as well. I do remember there was a quite a bit of banter crowd interaction with Alpha Wolf. That was a little, not frustrating, but I was like, all right, you guys can stop talking now and play more music. Uh, that bit I did not like, especially for a first opener. Um, there was a lot more of that than I would have liked to seen. Oh, okay. But other than that, that's like the only slightly negative thing I can say about their, their performance. Otherwise, like I said, I super fucking enjoyed it. Yeah. I think they did a really good, I mean, their music is, I mean, would do it itself, but really good job of getting the crowd into the mood for the night of movement and everything. So yeah, super heavy band too. I was, I don't, want to say i was shocked i just wasn't sure what to expect oh okay um i kind of went in i think you had told me motionless white motionless and white is a little emo-y i uh, think they are which we'll get into that again yeah. but i expected there to be more like uh metalcore emo-y kind of stuff and this definitely was not like that metalcore vibe i definitely got a lot heavier vibe yeah i wonder from what their, their genre is because i don't yeah, I don't think it was metalcore, but it was definitely like in that same realm, in my opinion. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get that though. Huh. I'm gonna look it up really quick. New metalcore. New metalcore, yeah. really? So they're I... a, they're a new metalcore band from Australia. I did get the Australia. I did bit. too. That was yeah, super I did yeah. too. Yeah, which is cool because, like, I mean, here in the states, anyways, I don't really, I don't think I know an Australian band. Parkway Drive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Parkway Drive. Yeah. Other than that, but yeah, you don't pick up too many. No, like, it's got to be an expensive and long ass fucking travel. Yeah, which across. is kind of. I mean, a lot of bands that I fo- are not that I follow, we follow, are in Australia right now doing yeah. tours. So it's kind of a interesting uh, dynamic there. But yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say about Alpha Wolf. I don't know if you have any anything else. No, either. no, I'm I'm glad that I picked up on the metalcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. 
That leads into After the Burial, then. This is our third time seeing them and third time this year, right? Yes. Uh, I can't remember the first time. Was that with Spirit Box? Spirit Box. And then a couple weeks later, we saw them at... Milwaukee Metal Fest. Milwaukee Metal Fest, and then now. And now, yeah. yeah. Did we add any songs to our playlist from them? We added nothing new to our playlist from them, I don't yeah. believe. I wonder if they do the same. Uh, it wasn't the same order. I think between the two shows that we saw, all the songs were covered. Oh, okay. So Okay, yeah. Um, but why, why don't you leave us yeah. off with this particular set? Yeah, this set list was In Flux, Lost in the Static, Exit ex- Exists, Collapse, Death Keeps Us from Living, and Behold the Crown. And I think this was the shortest set we've seen of theirs so far. I think... <gasps> Probably, yeah. Which kind of sucked. I really liked I their know. spirit box set. It was super long. Yeah. Because um, I think they were like second on the bill. They were, yeah. And it was such a great, they had a lot more crowd interaction in that show. This one, there was basically none. There was a little bit, but not a whole lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you only have 30 minutes, you had to get through it quick. Get through your six songs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And the Milwaukee Metal Fest, they were on the main stage, I think, in the middle of the day. So they had a decent, decent set time. Yeah. I think everybody on the main stage, well, maybe the first couple bands on the main stage there only had 30 minutes, but everybody else had like 40 or 45. So, yeah. Yeah. Was hoping it, yeah. I was excited to see them again. I was hoping for a little bit longer, but I completely understand with four bands that, you know, your time slot is what it is, 30 minutes. So yeah. Get on, get off type thing. Yeah. I was really excited to see After the Burial again. I, I really enjoyed them with um, Spirit Box, and that was, like, the first time that I had really caught on to them. Uh, but Behold the Crown is on a playlist that I listen to a lot, and so that's, like, the one song. I even remember when, like, they were getting ready. They were like, we have one more song left. And I like did the whole like cross my fingers thing. Like, I want to hear this again. I want to hear this again. And sure enough, they did play it. But I don't know if that's like their biggest song or. It might be. But I remember you like, yeah. like I hope they fucking play that yeah. song. Yeah. And then they were, then they say like, um, basically like, I want this crowd to be moving once the song starts. And then they're like, well, once we start playing, cause there is like a backing track that oh. starts it. And then. As soon as they said that, I was like, this is going to be that song. Like, I knew, like, as soon as they said it before the music even started, I was like, yeah, it's going to be that song. But then I was still kind of like, I hope. <laughs> but, yeah, so it. I think I said this when we did the Spirit Box, but when we first heard it at House of Blues with Spirit Box, it reminded me of surfacing from Slipknot a lot. You said that before, and I think when we talked about it there, I was like, I get it, but I don't get it. I did pick up on more of it this time, this time around. Yeah. Especially the, the intro bit. Yeah, it's just the intro and it's like the guitars of like yep, yep. How, how they go or whatever. Which I'm not saying like anything bad about it. I'm saying that night when we heard it was Spirit Box, I then wanted to listen to Slipknot. Okay. Like it wasn't like you copied something. Right, 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 right. It was like, I now want to listen to Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned like, Behold the Crown, you were super excited to hear that song and you were like pumped once it started going like, yes, let's go. And like, that's that's the advantage of knowing the band going It is, it. yeah, yeah. Which I'm torn on. I like not, I like going in blind and fresh like yeah. um, like we did for Alpha Wolf of, and even Motionless and White. I like not knowing the music and yeah. just being, uh, my first exposure being a live exposure and then, you know, gauging how I feel about the band based on that. But, I don't get those moments like you did with After the Burial, where it's like, 
fuck, I really want to hear the song. I want to hear the yeah, song. Yeah. Yes, they're playing yeah. it. Like that super pumped attitude. But also, I agree with you. I'm like really torn on this too, where I know all year we've been like, we don't check out the bands. We don't listen to their music. We just go in blind, blah, blah, blah. Everything you just said. But I feel not left out. That's probably the wrong word. But like we, I don't feel like we get the same crowd experience when songs are going on because we don't know the songs we're just taking it in so when everybody else is like jumping around singing you know doing everything it's like we're just kind of standing there and like taking it in and stuff because we i mean you can like jump around and stuff but it's like you aren't you don't know when like the drops are going to come or you don't know when you know like the um call outs are and stuff like that so it's just a little different experience yeah it is but i also like just feeding off the crowd then like the crowd's super into it then i'll be super into it too even though i don't know what it is like i'll still have fun um but i do agree we do miss out on that crowd and it sounds it feels like you're just sort of standing there and i'm sure it looks like that from oh yeah perspective yeah. like why the fuck are you here if you're not even like into the music it's like I, th- I am into the music yeah. but i'm just discovering it for my first yeah time. i think somebody even asked you uh maybe it was starting motionless and motionless white. white like are you okay man yeah like yeah. Probably because you were just like standing there and it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but and that's probably true because like a lot of times I stand with my arms crossed just because that's my stance. I mean, it's nothing against anybody, but it's probably, it does look like I'm not doing or I'm not into it. So I definitely was standing around for Motionless and White, not moving a lot because. You did move. <laughs> so for After the Burial, so they, they really like getting the crowd into the music and bouncing around and moving around. And there's like parts where they're like, I want to see everybody move, jump when I say yeah. jump. And they'll say stuff like, um, if there's somebody next to you that's not moving, just give them a small little friendly push. They'll be into it. They'll be fine. They'll have fun. Trust me. And to some extent, that's right. They will. And like I saw a few people around us who were in groups where he said that and they like turned to each other. We do this from time to time too, yeah. jokingly. And we just like, yeah, like yeah. as they're speaking and it makes us smile. We're having like, it, it livens up the show for sure. Yeah. So at one of those points where it's like, all right, when I say jump, jump, I started jumping. And after the very first jump, I like twing, like tweak my back or something. I felt it like right away. And like, I'm fucking old and God damn it. Falling apart. <laughs> I can't even jump. So like it didn't hurt. It was like an annoying, like not type thing yeah. in my lower back. So I was like, for the rest of the night, I really wasn't moving around a whole lot. So especially then, yeah, during Motionless and White, the guy like, are you okay? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm enjoying the music. I don't know the music. I'm still enjoying it. Uh, but I'm also not going to be bouncing around. You're not moving. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I think he's like, yeah, because you're like a brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> just like standing. <laughs> but um, I I really enjoyed After the Barrel. It was an Me awesome too. set. Me too. I can't wait to see them again. I I really enjoy them. I'd like to see them as like a headliner. We haven't seen them. As I know. A yeah, yet, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Me too. Maybe soon. Uh, and then that's going to lead us into Knocked Loose. So what do we have for a set list for uh, Knocked Loose? They started with Deep in the Willow, God Knows, Trapped in the Grasp of a Memory, Belleville, Where Light Divides the Holler, By the Grave, Denied by Fate, Dead Ringer, Mistakes Like Fractures, Billy No Mates, Counting Worms, and they ended with Everything is Quiet Now. A decent set list. 
Yeah, pretty, it's a, pretty lengthy. Pretty long, yeah. Longer than I thought they'd get for for a second. Yeah. Uh, second from the top of the bill. As I said earlier, this was our second time seeing them. We saw them at Linefest or Notfest 2021 yeah. back in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, we didn't... So that particular festival had two stages side by side. Right. With sort of like the sound stage in the middle of the two stages. And Not in the middle. In the middle of the <clears throat> field of the two stages. Yeah, but there's a barrier going. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I meant. Like, oh, there was okay. Like, the Sorry, sound stage. When you said that, it in my mind, it made it look like it was oh, like stage, sound stage, gotcha. stage. Yeah. So. Back in yeah. the middle where sound stages are with, yeah, a, a barrier. Anywho, yes. um, we, they played the main stage where Slipknot ended up playing that night. We ended up staying on the second stage because Fever 333 was coming on after them. So it was one band on one stage, one band on the other, and they flip-flopped back and forth. So... They also had the TVs or the not the TVs the the screens playing what was on the other stage so you can watch that and see what was going on, and I was like, you know, we want to see Fever three thirty three. We can get basically rail if we stay here for it. Let's just hang out here because I really I love Fever three thirty three. I love their live shows. Let's stay here so we can get as close as we can. I just listen to the music they have over there and watch the watch the the screens because you can't see the stage at all or basically at all. And I remember watching Knocked Loose then and being like, this is not that good. It sounds like just a bunch of fucking kids up there making noise and not, there's like no cohesive sound. Like it's just, I'm going to go play my instrument and do my own thing. You go do your own thing. We'll meld together and boom, there we go. It's mm-hmm. a song. And that's what I felt like after seeing them in, in Knotfest. I don't know if you had a different experience or if you even remember. No, I remember both of us having that conversation of like, this doesn't sound the best. But I don't know if it was because of where we were positioned on the second stage or, you know, like if it was just like how the speakers were coming about and like where we were positioned and everything or like what the scenario was. But to us, it did not sound very well put together right but we do have a vinyl of theirs and we put that on oh yeah yeah a few months back like six months yeah, ago or more something. recently yeah more recently i can't remember when and like we're just going through like we haven't listened to this in a while let's throw it on even though it's knocked loose and we didn't like what we heard when we saw them live whatever let's i don't remember having that conversation i just remember that's what, it on. what i was thinking in my oh, head. oh okay i was like i don't remember that conversation no no at that all. was just me in my head like uh, oh, okay. i don't remember liking this but let's just listen to it anyway okay. and Put it on, listen to it, and I was like, fuck, this is actually pretty fucking good. I don't remember it. Like, there was depth, there was, the mixing was good, you can pick out, like, the rhythm, and you could pick everything out from the vinyl, but I couldn't when we saw them live at Knotfest. Oh, so yeah. So, I don't yeah. know if it was, like, a live is a different experience, like we've talked about before, or what, but I really enjoyed the vinyl, and this time when we went to go see them... I could pick up everything again. Like it must have just been where we were at yeah. for the acoustic. Or that one performance there. or something. Yeah. Or that, right. But this particular show I do remember like, oh, I can it's it's more like the vinyl than it is like the last show I remember. Yeah, and we even had that conversation before going where we were like, well, we'll be able to see if, you know, like the venue plays a role in it or, you know, something like just see how they sound this time because of those two experiences. And there wasn't. There was a band not too long ago that we went to go see. Was it 
There was a performer we saw recently. Yeah. And we're like, the first time we saw them, we didn't like them. But the second time we saw them, it's like, oh, it's actually yeah. better than we remembered. Yeah, that was 0936 because we saw them um, two summers ago. Well, so, um, August of 2022 in Denver, Denver yeah, yeah. with Three Days Grace and Wage War. And when they played in Denver, we were like, this is horseshit. Like, this is so horrible. Like, I never want to listen to this band again. And they ended up playing with... Asking Alexandria and The Who. The Who and Asking... Yes, you're right. Um, good thing you remember our concerts way better <laughs> than I do. Um, and so they were on that tour. And I even remember saying for that tour, I was like, we can show up 30 minutes late. Like, I do, I do not need to hear that again. We didn't show up 30 minutes late, but we did walk in while they were playing. We missed a good chunk of the set. Yeah. Kind of... Maybe not on purpose. I can't really remember. No, I, there was like work shit going yeah, on I think and we, we were, couldn't leave early. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so, and that night, like, I was like, whatever, we'll make it before the Who, because I thought the Who was second, or no, we thought Bad Wolves was playing yep, yep, um, yep. also, so we were like, you know, we'll get there at least for them. But the couple songs that we heard of 0936, we were like, oh my gosh, like, this actually sounds so much better. So, I mean, it could just be, same with Knock Loose, it could just be the one performance was just off. It could be the venue, which I don't think so, because Mission Ballroom, when we saw 0936 was fine for or yeah excellent i should say not fine but it was excellent for wage war and three days grace yeah. so anyways what do, what are you gonna say i was just gonna say no i i agree with you and knocked loose is definitely in that same boat in terms of like just because you see one show live and you don't like the performance check it out again because it could be better yeah. than you remember yeah. uh, other things could have happened uh to influence your thought that during that performance and this was definitely in one where it was like, I enjoyed this performance a hundred times better than the one I saw yeah, at yeah. Opfest. Yeah. I'm probably about 75% better. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I did not like them at all. At Notfest. At Notfest. Yeah. And then like seeing them, they played Lala? No. Or that was Coachella. Not Loose played uh, a Co big festival recently. Coachella, I think, maybe. Which is kind of weird. Like I don't see Knocked Loose music at like that seems like a not a not necessarily a good fit just unexpected yeah. band to be playing at a festival like yeah. that but do they always have like one they might and apparently they killed band? it too i think from what oh, i remember I think so, seeing yeah. yeah and i mean i really enjoyed the music i thought it sounded great as i've already said and also i thought the performance and like the energy of the band on stage was fucking phenomenal too yeah i loved the performance i loved the crowd i loved the music aspect of it i just personally do not care for the vocalist sound brian's nothing, voice yeah like nothing against him or anything it's just i personally don't care for it so i think it might be hard for me to listen to it okay i don't know i don't know if you have any bands that you're like i just don't really like listening to that person i don't know honestly if there's like a vocalist the music is great for sure um and maybe it's different on like audio like yeah on yeah. like recorded mixing yeah. than it is a live mixing but even when he spoke and when he sang to me it sounded exactly the same oh, so really? i don't really maybe that's it is i don't really hear it as singing okay it's just speaking or screaming it's, it has nothing to do with like the tone or pitch no of the voice. no yeah it's, it's just how the vocals come across okay yeah 
And I mean, yeah, you, I, I guess I didn't pick up on that as much. Um, I was fine with the vocals, um, but the music behind the vocals were definitely more. I, I'm not a vocal guy anyway. Yeah, you're so. not. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like I'm, I'm getting even more into. I like when the vocals and the music kind of like meld together and they like sound very cohesive together. And this, in my ears, it didn't. This was just sort of like on top mm-hmm. of the music. I can see that yeah. definitely, definitely yeah. in some parts for sure. I can see that, um, and I, I was fine with it. But again, I I don't gravitate towards the vocals yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's fine. But I get what you're saying, and I do enjoy that too. When like your vocals can meld in very well yeah. and flow and complement yeah. the music, especially like we've said this with uh, non English speaking. Oh yeah, bands yeah. where when you can speak in a different language or sing in a different language and then that flows into the music. You don't even know what the fuck they're saying. You don't have to know. It just yeah. it fits perfectly with the music itself. Yeah. Uh, that's super impressive and I love when that happens. Yeah. So, yeah. And this to me was just talking and screaming on top of the music. <laughs> so, which is fine. And maybe I just need to hear them one more time and then I'll be like, oh, I was wrong. And, you know, this actually sounds really good together or something. So Yeah. Um, all in all, I was much more impressed this time oh me too them. yeah yeah um, I, th- I think i had this similar uh well i had two thoughts on seeing knock loose one i was like eh okay like we will see them obviously because we're going to the show but it wasn't like oh my god i'm going to the show to see not knock loose yeah that's true i don't know if i would oh my god i can't wait to see them again if they come around again yeah. something i will want to go see um but i don't know if it's gonna be like Yes, we get to fucking see them yeah. again. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess I have the same thought, yeah. Uh, they're not quite up there with me yet. But as I said, they're, they're starting to win me back over. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe after a few more performances, I'll, I'll definitely be in like, fuck yeah, let's go. See yeah. That. Um, but yeah, all in all, great performance. Again, the fucking crowd it was phenomenal yeah. during all yeah, of Yeah, it this. just keeps going, yeah. It stopped at... Alpha Wolf, and it did not stop all night long. It, was it started with Alpha Wolf. Yes. You said it stopped with Alpha Wolf. Oh, did Alpha I say that? Yeah. Oh, no. It started yeah. with Alpha Wolf, and it did not stop all night long. It was fucking awful. I knew what you meant. It was just how yeah. the word came across. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, we get to our headliner. Yep. I almost, said bu- I almost said bullet for our Valentine. No, not this episode. Motionless in white. Motionless in white. Um, so this set list you're about to read off is actually from the Chicago show, according okay. to Setlist FM. The other ones were the, from the previous night, I think, in Minneapolis or something. Oh, okay. Because they weren't up yet. But uh, just, you know, FYI. Uh, so why don't you read off what the setlist was? Yeah. So they started with Meltdown, Signs of Life, Immaculate Misconception, Thoughts and Prayers, Masterpiece, Headache, Rats, Slaughterhouse, Werewolf, Reincarnate, Another Life, Devil's Night, City Lights, Voices, Not My Type, Dead As Fuck 2, Nothing Ever After, which is a Ilium cover? Is that what that says? So I think it's a song they did with Ilium because we did add this to our playlist and they were listed on there together oh, okay. as okay. co-writers. Like, okay. Porcelain? And they ended with scoring the end of the world. Uh, you didn't mention this while reading the songs, but 
the lead singers for all three bands came out oh, yeah. to sing yeah. along with them. So um, Immaculate Misconception, and we got Loki from Alpha Wolves, then Slaughterhouse, Brian came out from Knocked Loose, and uh, what was the last one? And then Reincarnate with After the Burial. Yes. So really cool. We've seen that more and more recently, not necessarily every show you go to, but a lot of times, like, not a lot of times, a few times you'll see the previous band singers or performers come out and sing and perform with yeah. with the other band, which is which is a fun little extra thing you get for live, you get with yeah. live music, which yeah. is super awesome, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool unless it's a song that you absolutely love and you don't get to hear your vocalist sing Your it. vocalist, I, I guess, yeah. yeah that happened... Sure. Um, last summer was zero nine three six and wage war. Oh right, right. Yeah, during manic, um, they had zero come out from zero nine three six, and I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Um, the other thing, this started the intro, the intro getting into the actual show started with a sort of a video documentary type thing. Oh right, right. The band were doing. We're doing prep. We're doing, you know, uh, what do they call it? Rehearsal. Uh, yeah, rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing rehearsal to get ready for the show, getting everything packed up. Um, we've got all of our choreography with the cherry bombs done, which I didn't know the cherry bombs are going to be there for No, us. me neither, yeah. Um, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. And just sort of like this little documentary talking to every band member and like as each band member came on and talked for a little bit, the crowd would cheer and, and whatnot. So it was... It was kind of fun. I yeah. enjoyed that. Especially when you're like a fan of the band and you see the members come on and like, I think Chris was the last one. So obviously everybody cheered the most for when Chris started talking and stuff. Like, I think that's really cool when you're a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. For I mean, sure. I only know, of, I mean, I've seen pictures of the whole band, but like Chris is the only one that like, I have seen more than just on like, cause I guess he's a really personable person. Yeah, um, which definitely came most, across. Most artists are. I mean, especially lead singers. Yeah, sure. yeah. So, um, you know, like he does a lot with for fans and in the community and all that stuff. So that's again on those fan pages, which I'm not part of, but I see a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it was also kind of cool just to see behind the scenes a little bit. It was pretty quick and short. Yeah, but it was. It was kind of cool. Yeah. I did enjoy that. I think it's something that I don't even think of that you actually. I mean. We did it for like band and you know like dance and stuff where you actually do a rehearsal on a stage. Yeah, I kind of like, didn't think about that either. That. I didn't think about that at all. I'm like, I just assume bands get on stage and they know what the fuck they're doing and they just do it. Right. But it's choreographed. I mean, you got to think about it. Some of it is for sure, but I mean, also, I mean, a lot of times I figured it was, don't step on this tape because that's where pyro is. Like. You will stay away from this spot at all times. <laughs> like that's a, that's don't all. Don't kick I, this box because that's where everything's plugged in. Right. I assume that's <laughs> the extent of rehearsal. Honestly, <laughs> was don't fucking stand here. All right. If you if you want to live, don't fucking stand. Yeah. Here. I thought that was it for rehearsal, but maybe not. I guess especially this with different moving parts and bits and whatnot. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, think about like Rammstein. They have to practice all that. I don't know. Maybe you think they just get up there and like, I back in the day for sure. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, Flocka, no, I'm going to shoot this fireball at you. Uh, you tell me when it's too hot. <laughs> like that's basically the extent of the rehearsal. There, we're going to go into the backyard. And we're going to try something new real quick. Like that's what it was. <laughs> does that burn you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that hurt? No. Okay. Cool. 
<laughs> take three steps forward. Yeah, that's a bit too much. All right, all right. That's that's okay. where we're going. Uh, no, it, it, but it is an aspect of the show that you don't really see. And especially when you add like the cherry bombs in as well. Oh, yeah. Or, like yeah. a choreograph, which let's just dive into that now. We've seen the cherry bombs now twice. Twice, yeah. As their standalone act. Yep. And I enjoy it. I think it's fun. It does feel weird at a show, like as as a complete act to see, especially with just backing tracks. If you have a band playing the music, maybe that's a little different. We've talked a lot about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we ever posted that episode though. Not Trivium. that one, but we did talk about it a little bit during Rockfest. Um, Rockfest. Okay. Where we saw okay. them also. Yeah. Where they got to do a lot more because they had pyro and shit, which was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when we saw them, it wasn't with Trivium. It was um. In this, in this moment. moment, you're right. Because you're right. they came as back soon as out, that, yeah. They and they performed with. In they're this more moment. of like Maria's women, yeah. And that particular performance, the crowd, not the crowd, the the stage was just too small. That it seemed very crowded with all those extra dancers. I felt for like. in this moment. Yes, for in this okay. moment. So, I think what they did with in this moment and what they did with emotionless uh, and white is the best. Spot to see the cherry bombs. Oh, I would agree. As yeah. choreographed backing dancers. Yeah. Which is something you don't see a lot in metal, but you see it a lot in other genres, other yeah. types of music where you have backing dancers. Um, which maybe metal needs more of that. It's kind of fun. It adds more aesthetics to the show. They I didn't, don't need to see that. <laughs> I don't care uh, about dancers. <laughs> they didn't do their aerobatic type, type of stuff where yeah. they like, uh, go up on the ribbons and shit like they did in in this moment which would have been cool here but it, it i don't know i enjoyed it it was kind of fun to add additional um women effects. in leotards it could be non-women i don't care like <laughs> i know what you're saying i'm just joking i know with you. i know i know i'm just joking with you i i thought it was fun it added to the song yeah. it added to the effects um, yeah we yeah. did um you're right it was in this moment that and we didn't post that episode but i even commented when we did record that that I do I d- didn't know what the cherry bombs were or who they were. Um, I think I knew Corey Taylor's wife was in there, and that was about it. But I was expecting a full band yeah. singing. I mean, we're at a metal show. I would expect to see music, yeah, not dancing. And during that, I was like, well. And then I think at Rockfest is when I made the comment of like, this would be really cool if they had a band with them. Like touring with them, yeah, like yeah. playing the music and stuff. That would be really, really cool. And sure enough, we got to see it. I mean, we kind of saw it within this moment, but this was, you know, them not with other dancers. It was just them. Yes, exactly. Because Maria has her own dancer yeah. she's doing stuff yeah. with, which again, I enjoy that aesthetic for her show. Her show is really cool with the dancers. Right, yeah. it is. It yeah. adds so much more to it yeah. in terms of like a visual aesthetic. And yeah. Whatnot. But I also think, I mean, Ghosts are, aren't dancers, but they have a lot of people, but they're like playing instruments or, you know, even just the tambourine person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, like having more and more stuff on the stage brings the show even more. Which is, again, one of the reasons I love Slipknot shows so much. Oh, yeah. Because there are so many members and you'll have just this random, like at random times, you'll have people jumping all over the place and people pretending to strangle each other. And I don't know. It's, it's so much fun when there's, more going on stage and like to see yeah. and it adds a uniqueness for every show because where you are standing and what you're focusing on will be different next time you see them even though it's the same song your focus is going to jump back and forth it's i don't know it just adds so much more yeah to a live yeah. show makes them so much more unique yeah no i would agree yeah so i mean seeing the cherry bombs with 
uh, Motionless and White was a really good added bonus to the concert. Yeah, and again, like the seeing behind the stage and seeing them like do the prep and everything was really cool. Um, oh, going back to the going back to the intro. The yeah. intro, yeah. But then after that, they went into another intro, which was the countdown. Like a clock started counting down from like forty seconds or something like that. Oh, and then it got down yeah. to like ten. The crowd started cheering like ten, nine, eight. It yeah, was, it was kind of fun. We've seen a lot of concerts that do that. Yeah, and then that got done, and then it was an intro into the next song. So I've mentioned this before at other times. I'm not a fan of that type of intro where it's an intro into an intro into an intro into an intro. Like it's, it doesn't flow well. It doesn't feel right. Um, Slipknot did it with um, ACDC for those about to rock. They would play that song and it'd get the, we salute you and then pop. You hear the bang and the curtain would fall. And then it would start with unsainted and it was that slow build up again. It's like you, you, you rode up, like you're going up, 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 up and you're getting ready for the drop. And then you ride up again. Like I, I don't like that. It doesn't flow good. And that felt this way here where it was, here's a video. Okay. Here's a countdown. Okay. And here's a slow build up to our song. Uh, again, this is why Memento Mori for me is, the greatest fucking opening track ever because you do have that slow build up, and then once the drop hits it fucking hits and you're going like there's no other and that's usually when the curtain drops for Lamb of God too so that's a perfect fucking opening song for me I don't think those good there's not a better one out there right now Lamento Mare the greatest fucking opening song right now yeah I think Unsainted for um, Slipknot is a good opening song with the build up but I agree with you with the whole ACDC part. That isn't, they don't right. coincide. But that's all I wanted to say here. This intro, getting into the actual performance, like, uh, it's one of those intros into intro into intro bullshits. Um, but whatever, the show kicks off and it's fun. I had so much fun right from the beginning. The music style, though, for me was, I think I was telling you like last night that if ADHD was a <laughs> band, motionless and white no would be that band to anybody with adhd no just like no, it's just all over the place it is all over the place yeah. every song is yeah the same but different but not the same like it's you you have a super super fucking heavy track i think uh slaughterhouse and thoughts and Pray- prayers are examples of that just super fucking heavy all the way through and then you'll get more of the some songs that i don't have good examples but Werewolf, maybe, where it's more emo-y. Yeah. Uh, yeah. More metalcore-y. And then yeah. you'll go back to... Yeah, Sons of Life is very metalcore. I don't know. It's yeah. just, it's all over the fucking place. Yeah. And they're an older band, 2004. Four. Yeah. So, I don't know. Some of their stuff was also, I viewed as, this is very radio-friendly, yet I've never heard them on the radio. Or so I thought. Yeah, so we when we were in Iowa, we actually listened to that radio and Signs of Life, um, their second song that they played, was on the radio. And I remember liking it on the radio as well. So, I You I mean, say that and I don't remember you it. You don't remember and it? And I kind of do, but I also don't remember yeah. it at all. I, like before, I did look up um, Motionless and White because I've wanted to see them for so long and I think it's more their imagery than anything. But a lot of people are like, I don't know if you've ever seen the memes, but they're like, 
what sleep token should sound like and then what sleep token does sound like no i haven't seen that oh you haven't seen that no yeah like or um even um they do it with ghost as well like what they should sound like and then what they do sound like because it's like you would think it's gonna be like a super heavy like based on the imagery yeah on the imagery and like what yeah everything that they show or whatever and then it's like not that i guess i get that definitely so, sleep token yeah i was kind of like that with mostly sam white where i was like i really badly want to see this band um but i would search them and i think the first song on spotify that comes up is like werewolf oh okay if, yeah, I, yeah. if I remember the song um and i just don't care for it <laughs> i don't care for that song so i was like when i listened to them a couple months ago and i knew we had these tickets i was like I don't know if I'm going to like this concert. I know you said that going into it. You told me like, I'm not going to like this. It's kind of, it's too emo-y for me. Yeah. Um, and then when it started off and it starts heavy. Yeah. Uh, with I guess if you, Immaculate Misconception and Thoughts and Prayers, like those are heavier tracks. And you go into those, you know, song three and four. It's heavier than I, and I was like, I don't get the emo so i don't know what you were what thinking. i was talking about <laughs> but later on as the songs progressed yeah. i would definitely pick up more of the emo aspects yeah. of things so but anyways i yes yeah, so i was kind of like i want to like this band but i don't like this i thought that i didn't like their sound yeah yeah but it ended up just being the couple songs that i heard which werewolf is one of them i don't know what the other one was that i listened to on spotify before i turned it off but even the first song, I was like, I like this, but I don't want to like this, so I like <laughs> this. And then they played Signs of Life, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this from when we were in Iowa. I, I like this song. And then going, you know, like you just said, like Immaculate Misconception, Thoughts and Prayers, like as it's going, I'm like, I like this. And then, but also in my head, I'm like, I don't want to like this. Right. So, but no, I, I, I really enjoyed it, though. It was, I, yeah. It was really good. I mean, unfortunately, I had to use the restroom so and that happened to be during werewolf <laughs> but um that was not planned at all it just happened that time but we listened to werewolf last night uh watched the music video for it and i actually didn't mind it yeah i think it sounds a lot like ice nine kills and ice nine kills songs i'm not i don't hate them i just don't seek them out you can do it in small doses yeah type thing. yeah i definitely get that too also you mentioned you just mentioned ice nine kills I definitely got that vibe at the beginning because they they started with that um, universal sort of world turning movie intro. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it came across and said "motionless in white." Yeah, it even has like the sound, like the. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that was probably the wrong sound. But. Well, there's that, and then they have the like the THX sound, like the. I am, I'm not going to pretend to make it, but you you know what the THX sound is. Fuck it. We're going to look it up real quick. Uh, pause for a break. So Brian just showed me some sounds from movies. <laughs> I was right, just on the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. THX, and then they also did the Universal yeah. intro. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. But also, staying on movie-themed, the mic stand, I think, was a Terminator yeah, skeleton. I think, so. I think so. And then it must have been Signs of Life, where the backing effects were basically the Matrix code screens the green like with the letters falling down oh i didn't i didn't put those i think i was watching so and not watching the back screen like right away 
Chris came out and had sort of the uh, SWAT gear on, and I couldn't tell from how far back we were if his face was painted white. I think his hair was purple. Yeah. He has different hair all the time. Yeah, though. but yeah. I mean, that sort of imagery to me looked like a Jared Leto Joker oh, vibe oh, okay. is what I got from it. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, right away, all of these things adding up, because Signs of Life was the second song. You had the mic stand. You have the intro of, like, the Universal. And I think one song had that, like, that THX sort of intro into it. I was like, this band is super fucking heavily influenced by movies, just like Ice Nine Kills. Except for Ice Nine Kills is more focused on horror movies. They're not necessarily painting themselves in such a narrow niche they're just doing, these are the movies we like, which is horror, sci-fi, fantasy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It could be whatever. Uh, so I was like, all right, this can be cool. Uh, we'll see if it gets old. But clearly not all their music is definitely influenced by movies. Like there's other, like again, this just adds to like, it's all over the fucking place. There's heavy movie influence. There's this, there's that, there's this, there's this, which is good. I like bands who have range and... Uh, change their sounds. I like bands who change their sounds and don't just stick with one sound. Yeah, and, yeah. And go. Yeah, something we talked about last night was, um, I don't know their albums, but like if, say like Thoughts and Prayers, like is that entire album heavy? heavy or is it just that one song is heavy? Right. So now I kind of want to go through their albums and kind of see like, you know, how do they all go together? Like are there more like, like kind of like what you're saying, like not movie themed, but like, you know, influenced off of that and then you know like the heavier stuff or you know like the more emo-y stuff like how does it all is it all grouped together yeah. on like one album yeah or is it like all over the place because even like cmf2 or cmf um Corey's first album yeah his first album like i remember we listened to that straight through just recently i can't remember yeah, when yeah. but recently and i was like that's all over the fucking place like <laughs> i love that album but yeah it's yeah it's the same thing it's there's not a through line through the entire album. There's, it's just all over the place, which is fine. I like all the songs on there, but I kind of would have liked the album to have a more cohesive yeah. vision. So I just don't, I don't know their, um, their, their library that well to yeah. know, like, was it in 2004, they sounded like this and now they sound like this or, you know, like how it all evolves. Yeah. And there's one point in the night too, they mentioned, um, they came here for a tour. I can't remember what tour it was, but the three bands, they must have been like a three co-headliner band or something because yeah. they all three who were jumped with? to said it. who was leading, like who the opener was, who was the yeah. opener, like I just said opener, who the opener was, who the closer was, and who the middle act was. Every night was a different yeah. order. And when they played, I think at the Aragon. They, they said, yeah, they said at the Aragon. They yeah. were the first opener. Yeah. And they're like, you guys fucking killed it then. And my thought then was, I can't wait to come back and give you a proper headlining show. And that's what they were doing. And yeah. it was a fucking phenomenal show. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was, it was a fantastic night for what it was or what I thought it was going to be by yeah. the end of the night. But um, there was, I don't want to say I'm annoyed by it, but I'm not a fan of costume changes. So you mentioned that when we were there. You mentioned yeah. like there's a lot of costume changes. Yeah. I didn't feel like there was. There were. I, I think a lot of times we didn't notice it because it was like 
there was a um, commercial break, which was like zombie side or something like that. Like they did like their zombie pills for if you're not feeling very zombie. Like yeah, for like must have been their mascot because yeah, they I even think asked so. yeah. him to come out later on. Because then there was like another one or another video like later on and yeah. stuff like that. So and then um, unfortunately during slaughterhouse, no, no, no. Unfortunately, during reincarnate, um, there was something that happened in the crowd. We were pretty far back, so we couldn't see what was going on. But they had to like kind of stop and let people do what they need to do. Um, it was the second time that night. There was it one was, other time yeah. where security stopped and they had like they brought the lights up um, and they were like, "Is everybody okay? We're gonna we're not gonna play until everything's okay." Yeah, yeah. Security gave them the thumbs up. They're good. And then yeah, it was during that. Um, uh, reincarnate with uh, the the not the duet, but when they bring out the guest speaker or singer, guest speaker, you know, the, guest speaker <laughs> the additional singer. Um, yeah, that yeah, there was another issue and they had to cut it short. Yeah, so. and it was like the abrupt, just all right, we're done. Yeah, but during that little break, they did change again. So I don't know. I I, I saw Chris like I said come out in like that SWAT gear. At the end of the night, I assumed what happened was, is like, I started with all these clothes and I started taking off like one piece at a time. So it looked like a costume change, but really it was like removing clothing through mm. the night. That's how I took yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, there were definitely breaks. Like you said, that commercial. And then I completely forgot about like the, the video call of like, hey, we're going on tour again, zombie. It's yeah. your acting career's taken off. Yeah. Can you come back? And then at the end of the song, boom zombie comes out and dances like i do like when there's breaks or whatever and you have something to watch or like you know most bands will have you know like the bassist does a bass solo or there's drum solo or something to give everybody like a break in between um like ghost does a really really good job because there are a lot of costume changes for ghosts but it's like you have dueling guitars you have um the two um what are those songs called? Uh, the only instrumental songs. I don't know. Instrumental songs. I don't know That's what they're what, called, but yeah. No, instrumental. And then you have the two instrumental songs that they play and stuff like that. So, like, there's stuff going on while Poppy is off. Changing. Changing. Um, so, here, they did that. It was just by the end of the night, I was like, there's a lot of. Oh, I yeah. I breaks. didn't notice it. Yeah. But, I mean, but, yeah. you maybe didn't notice it because there was, like, things to do in between. Yeah. There, but, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. This was, I went in not expecting much and just like, I'm going to go experience a new band, see what it's like. You had told me it's kind of emo. You're not going to like it. So I'm definitely not going to like it, (laughs) but we're going to stay for it all and see what's going on. And I left like, fuck, this was awesome. I can't wait to see them again. This was so fucking cool. Yeah. I want to see them again. I, I was pleasantly surprised too. So yeah. Yeah. Um, all in all, a great, great night for live music. Um, definitely if you can check out these bands or any bands just go see live music it's so much fun yep bye